0: Welcome
1: back to the Red River Horror Podcast. This is episode number 35. I am your host, Joe Zekreski, joined by Eddie Chiazzo. Hi, Ed. How are you? Joe, doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Now, one thing we've mentioned on this show a few times before is my no-reason-at-all hype for... King Kong versus Godzilla, or is it Godzilla versus King Kong? Uh, Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. So I am excited for this for no reason whatsoever, Yep. just because, I mean, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, right? It is. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's going to be on HBO Max, so, you know, it's something maybe... If it was in theaters, I probably wouldn't go to see it right away, but because it's going to be released directly on Max, I'm going to
0: watch it as soon as possible. Okay, well, it's going to be exciting, so this this is the first, today's episode, was this episode 35? This is episode number 35. First in the Versus series, the Red River Horror Versus series.
1: Exactly, so we're going to be covering some Versus, starting off with a one that we both Liked a lot. I mean, we actually enjoyed most of the verses,
0: but this one particular of Alien vs.
1: Predator.
0: Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Well, the thing is, we saw a lot of movies back around the time when this came out. This would have been our senior year yeah. of high school. We graduated summer.
1: Yeah, the summer before college started.
0: Yeah, oh, the summer. so we were we were seeing movies left and right. Because
1: you couldn't go into bars. Couldn't, yep. you know. Most people, <laughs> like, we both stayed local. A lot of people were like, getting ready to ship off or had shipped off by the time because this movie came out in august sure so a lot of people were getting ready or heading out or on vacation so we were staying home we were staying home going to the domino diner
0: (laughs) 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 yes so going going to
1: movies and going to diners
0: yep so we saw this one uh at main street we did in maniunk we did us and like three other people that's right. I can't remember who they were. I mean, they weren't with us, but they were there. Oh, okay. I oh, just yeah. The theater was empty. It's right. Cuz this still would have been summer. We didn't start college till uh I guess either a few days after or a month like after, a I don't know. A week after. Yeah. It was a good August. I was that that summer of 2004 was such a good one for us. Yeah. We we it was weird. All the weight and the gravity that that had you growing up and moving on yeah. to the next level. We maximized that summer. I think better than anyone I know.
1: Yeah, we had a really good summer. It's <laughs> yeah. really
0: good. Like in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, that's pretty pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So and, we we started summer 2004 yeah. in the Poconos on uh, senior week. Yeah, everyone else went to the shore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just just wild and then
1: that's also where our our beloved before school trip started that summer too. Mm, that's correct. Yeah. So So to, to kick to end that summer with Alien vs Predator, let's uh let's share some memories, Joe. Absolutely. And right before we get into it, don't forget to check out our sponsor Keystone Retro. Woo. You can go to keystoneretro.com type in code red
0: river for 10% off your order. Something tells me that Steve Fees, owner of Keystone Retro, contributed to Red River Horror. Yes. Something tells me he has a Predator and an alien something. I bet he does. He's gotta. I bet he does. Big collectible He's got game of,
1: there. A lot of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So let's kick it off with the immediate response of being like an alien versus predator movie. Now, both of these characters were iconic before we were born, basically. Yeah. I mean, predator probably around the same time, but they predate us being into movies like we saw them after they were already known so by the time a movie comes around that's alien versus predator it doesn't seem as silly to us you know we're just like oh like they were separate but they always felt like they were part of the same kind of thing that's fair but they weren't no (laughs) like (laughs) um which is really interesting like before that like which which if you were told alien alien or predator which way do you go what do you mean? Like, which movie is the better one to you from the originals?
0: Um, for me, it would have been Alien, right?
1: That's like the yeah aliens. Like, I think Aliens the better movie, but Predators the cooler character. That's I could see that. Like, yeah. don't me, like the aliens cool and all, but like, you know, it only. Once you once is enough, like twice is enough. I guess you could say because the sequels, you know, one, that's one of those the sequels better than the original kind of things.
0: Oh, Alien, yeah. Oh, I firmly Alien disagree. To aliens, no so, way. I mean,
1: some people. That's a that's one of the common ones for for that. Whereas with Predator and Predator Two, that is not the case. <laughs> no,
0: at all. No. <laughs> Oh man! Um, but but Alien. So the first Alien film, seventy nine, that was more like a horror film. Yeah. The Xenomorph was not that present. Yeah. Uh, so when it did, it was that much more effective. Right. So creepy. And then Aliens, the big blowout bash with James Cameron, and yeah. the, the, it turned it into an action film. Very cool character. Predator. The only thing I remember from when I was a kid with Predator is that scene with where um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was like covered in mud and the Predator couldn't yeah. see him. But that was it. Like I don't I don't know. I didn't you don't know. Do remember all like how everybody died before that? No. Oh, yeah. No.
1: You have to watch that one again, man. go yes. for a treat. Yeah. It's it, it's a fun movie. It's it's and it holds up. It's so just a lot of fun.
0: When you ask me which movie I gravitate towards, that first Ridley Scott Alien. Yeah. Uh it's for me one of my top horror films yeah. even. It, all it's
1: time. an all-time, you know, one of the greats of cinema. Yep. And I mean props to Mel Brooks for getting uh, William Hurt to recreate the scene in Spaceballs. Because <laughs> <laughs> It's all it awesome. with the alien pop, and he's like, oh, no, not again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and then the alien pops up and says, like, hello, my baby. Hello, my honey. Hello, my ragtime girl. Oh, so I saw that
0: before I even saw Alien. But that's the thing. So it's important to note for people listening to this episode, the first of our Versus series, Alien versus Predator. Both Joe and I, we had a a knowledge of, I guess, the characters. Yeah. But it wasn't the same as if you were someone a bit older than us that grew up with those characters and those films. Yeah. We were born in the 80s, the people that grew up with the 80s and the. Exactly. You know, a little bit different for us. Yeah.
1: So it's like when this came out, I mean, I think the. You know, initial reaction for us was like, hey, we've got nothing else to do on a Tuesday night. Let's go see it. <laughs> right. Also, you know, it could be a lot of fun. And then the, you know, I'm sure there was people who are big fans of both franchises, specifically probably more so Alien, just being like, No, you don't do this, which cause like even <laughs> after it, it it rebirthed Alien and it re and Predator. Yeah. Like, they both got relaunches that we were talking about before. Uh, we said we were going to do these ver- this versus episode was you know hey like they were like surprisingly good. Mm-hmm. There's some people didn't like Prometheus and I was like you know that movie's not bad. I liked Prometheus a
0: lot. Me too. Uh, I thought it, I, and I actually maybe- avoided it because of people telling me it was bad. And I yeah. watched it. I'm like, well, no, I, I, I like this. Yeah. I thought the, I mean, the acting was obviously solid, but the filmmaking, I, the, the world that Ridley Scott puts viewers in yeah. is always amazing to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is some good horror sci-fi. Like this, mm-hmm. is this, I mean, it's perfect. Yes. In that sense. Like the, the character, the alien itself where it's like, you know, you stab it. It's blood is acid. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not easy. Like, it's like, Oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, you know, it's, you could kill it. But sure. Don't it, it's going to rip through yeah. your ship. Yeah, and that yeah, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the baby aliens like when their mouths come at you they look like vaginas, but you know, that's <laughs> yeah. all right, that's serious. But still, yes. tying these two together, we've mentioned it in a previous episode about just how clever it was especially when we were talking to uh was that Darcy? Darcy, oh, Weir. Darcy Weir and Stephen Bassett. Yeah, when they're talking about like oh like you know, uh Uh, temples and and i was like oh yeah things under volcanoes and one of the things i like the most about Predator is like it's there's a temple under the ice in antarctica Mm -hmm. cool because there easily could be that very well could be you know we wouldn't how would you and i know we wouldn't exactly so that was super cool and then uh we'd let's get into this clip like so if you haven't seen it I'm going to give you a little clip from it just that explains how so it's like how did they get together well (laughs) let's just play the clip so that we you know get get our understanding this is actually after one really cool scene in the movie where the predator first shows up and the people are in this temple and they're like scared and they're hiding and then they see the predator cut off one of the aliens faces and then he takes his mask off and he takes that acidic blood and then carves a symbol into his helmet before putting it back on Mm -hmm. so let's do this thing
0: hieroglyphs are a little difficult to make out so we're in a temple Yeah. but this story is all here Mm-hmm. thousands of years ago these hunters found a backwater planet earth <laughs> so he's talking about us
1: so now you see like these like Aztec they taught type looking people how to build on a temple
0: and we're worshipped as gods Predators, predators. Every 100 years, the gods would return. Predators, predators. They're the gods. And when they did, they would expect a sacrifice. Humans. Humans were used to breed the ultimate prey. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Would battle these great serpents. Predator Versailles them proved themselves worthy to carry the mark.
1: Yeah. So pretty pretty clever way to do that. If the hunters lost,
0: they made sure nothing survived. <laughs>
1: They basically just.
0: Civilization wiped out
1: overnight. Yeah. Antarctica. Uh, (laughs) They nuke Antarctica out of existence. Once they can't stop them, and that's Antarctica freezes over and that's to lock in the alien that's on earth. Right. So So, perfect. Yeah. Pretty clever. I mean, in the Ridley Scott version, I don't think alien ever comes to earth. No. At any point. No. Uh, But in this, I mean, this is the way to tie those two characters in together. Really clever. It's like, you know, predators are using earth as a training ground. Mm hmm. And once but they're th- teaching them how to build, teaching yeah, them, you, know, doing it's like, here's how these, you know, you, you know, now you know, like, cause there's the mystery of how did appear, py- like, who told the pyramids, like, cause there's similar right. type structures all around the earth with civilizations that didn't have uh, communication. Though more, more things that could co- uncovered or re re-read it there's better understandings that the world might have been a little more interlocked than we used to think.
0: Right, because if they're teaching us how to build and how to have yeah. like this civil this advanced civilization, yeah. like humanity, they expect sacrifices when they come back. Yeah. So we have to put up our human beings so they can breed xenomorphs, so they can hunt and fight them, and then if uh, they lose, they can nuke the whole thing and everyone dies.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And credit for using Antarctica instead of going with like Atlantis. <laughs> right right you know cause it's like oh atlantis had like all the technology and all this It's like well it used to be like, that would have been just easy pickings mm-hmm. so i think that this movie gets credit for being like hey a a pyramid in antarctica what the heck is that doing there what is it why is it there yeah and it turns out that it is uh you know for predators to
0: practice hunting aliens
1: And I can't remember why he actually shows up there in the first place, but I think it was just to like shut it down, I guess, because it's been thousands of years later.
0: Well, let's see. I'm going to read some of the plot if that's okay. Give me some goods. But it was good. uh, Just a little background as to how, why the hell would a predator be fighting an alien on Earth? That was the reason what we just heard. Right. You know, so 2004, a satellite detects a mysterious heat bloom beneath Buvatoya, an island about a thousand miles off the coast of Antarctica. Wealthy industrialist Charles Bishop Wayland, played by Lance Henriksen. Lance Henriksen was in Aliens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He discovers through thermal imaging that there is a pyramid buried two thousand feet beneath the ice. He attempts to claim it for his multinational communications company, Wayland Industries. You know that he you know Wayland Corporation from Wayland Utani from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's a subsidiary of the Wayland Corporation. Assembles a team of experts to investigate team includes archaeologists, linguistic experts, drillers, mercenaries, and a guide named Alexa Lex Woods, played by uh, Sana Lathan. Mm-hmm. As a predator ship reaches Earth's orbit, it fires an energy beam aimed at the pyramid site. When the team arrives at the abandoned whaling station above the heat source, they find a perfectly circular, unnatural tunnel running directly beneath the ice towards the pyramid. Whalen shows the team satellite images, showing that the passage was not there 24 hours ago. The exploration team... They descend the tunnel and locate the mysterious pyramid and begin to explore it, soon finding evidence of a prehistoric civilization and what appears to be a sacrificial chamber filled with human skeletons. Inexplicably, all the skeletons appear to have ruptured rib cages. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, three predators scar celtic ooh, celtic mm. and chopper they arrive and kill the remaining team members on the surface they make their way down the pyramid and arrive just as the team unwittingly activates the structure and are trapped within it right the alien queen awakes from cryogenic stasis begins to produce eggs when the eggs hatch several face huggers those things you said look like vaginas mm-hmm. um spider vaginas so, several face huggers attach themselves to humans trapped in the sacrificial chamber. Chest bursters emerge from the humans and quickly grow into adult xenomorphs. So, that's the thing that bursts out of right. the guy's chest. Conflict erupts between the predators, xenomorphs, and humans, resulting in several deaths. Celtic and Chopper are killed by a xenomorph. So. Score two for the aliens to start. And Wayland buys Lex and Italian archaeologist Sebastian De Rosa enough time to escape from Scar, giving his life in the process. The two witness Scar kill a facehugger and a xenomorph with a shrunken... With a shuriken before unmasking and marking himself with the blood of the facehugger. After Lex and Sebastian leave, another facehugger attaches itself to Scar due to him not wearing his mask. Oh, how timely. (laughs) Through translation of the pyramids hieroglyphs, which we just played, Mm -hmm. Lex and Sebastian learn that the predators have been visiting Earth Earth for thousands of years. It was they who taught early human civilizations how to build pyramids, were worshiped as gods every hundred years. They visit Earth, take part in a rite of passage by which several humans sacrifice themselves as hosts for xenomorphs, creating the ultimate prey for the predators to hunt. As a failsafe, if overwhelmed, the predators would activate self-destruct device to eliminate the xenomorphs and themselves. The two deduce, that this is why the current predators are at the pyramid. So they're getting ready for that big hunt Mm -hmm. and that the heat bloom was a ruse to attract humans to the site for the sole purpose of making, Oh, so this is new. I didn't know this, that heat bloom that they put in place was to in fact, get the humans there. Ah, That's what was a ruse. So I, I never without reading this, this is from the Wikipedia page just to keep it short and simple for everyone, um, including myself. (laughs) So, wow, that's interesting. So, the two deduce this is why the current predators are at the pyramid, that the heat bloom was a ruse to attract humans to the site for the sole purpose of making new xenomorphs to hunt, meaning that's why the queen was there in cryostasis. Ah, okay, Mm -hmm. so that makes more sense. Lex and Sebastian decide that the predators must be allowed to succeed in their hunt so that the xenomorphs do not escape to the surface. We're on Earth, obviously. Mm -hmm. Sebastian is captured by a xenomorph, leaving only Lex and Scar the human and the predator to fight the xenomorph scar uses parts of a dead xenomorph to fashion weapons for lex and the two form an alliance the xenomorph queen using her own acidic blood is freed from her restraints and along with other xenomorphs begins pursuing lex and scar just as they're about to escape scar detaches and uses a bomb in his wrist module to destroy the pyramid and the remaining xenomorphs and eggs Lex and Scar reach the surface. However, Xenomorph Queen has survived and continues to chase them. Uh, and I will leave it there because that would tell you why that pyramid was under... Right. So, yeah, no, yeah, that's up. Yeah. I, I never... But in all the years no. after seeing this, I never realized that never the Predators created it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing that's cool about
1: the Queen in this, it's the biggest Xenomorph that's ever been featured. Mm. And... uh in an alien movie. It was a big queen. Huge. <laughs> They've never like in, I don't think you've ever seen anything that size, except for maybe in the alien comic books that spawned. Okay. After this, which, yeah.
0: I'm not, a, I'm not a comic book reader, but I know that that was, uh, I think the, what put the two uh, together to begin with back in like the nineties or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's,
1: that's where it, it all started tying together and I never got into those because it's like, <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, I like, I like stuff, but that one's not like not one that I would
0: reach for. Yeah. You know, which is all good, which is all good. But yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty neat. Yeah. So it, it, that's a really good story right there. Just to find out, like, why the hell would aliens be fighting predators on Earth? Yeah. What what scenario would cause that? That's actually, uh, to me, a pretty, pretty thoughtful way
1: of doing it. Agreed. I mean, it's very clever because there was some low hanging fruit there that they could have went with, but that's a little it's a lot more original. Yeah. And one of those movies that was just fun from start to finish. I agree. At no point was there just like, all right, this is dumb. I mean, I chuckled at the, at the thought of it and like, you know, how you have to try and make it like a little serious. But it's
0: like, you know, it's just a good time. It, it is. I mean, if you want to see good kills, aliens fighting predators and humans what? not being able to do anything about it yeah <laughs> that's that's a uh...
1: pretty sure predator kills a couple people too or at least somebody because it's like it's all like oh it's like when are they gonna work together and predators like i don't
0: i don't know you yeah, yeah. the it's... work together thing is not part of the plan when they
1: no not until the very end after she kills something mm-hmm. like she does something to help him yes the predator and then he's like
0: all right we're cool we're cool we're he gonna, sees we're... her as like an equal
1: yeah we're going to kill this thing or yeah. she marks herself right right that's what it is she marks herself with the blood that's how he's just like
0: all right we're cool we're cool yeah so you, uh, you it. let me um let me see this i will finish this story for everyone just because it will get provide some perspective um The Predator ship uncloaks and several Predators appear. They retrieve their fallen Conrad. An elder Predator presents Lex with one of the spear weapons as a gift. Other Predators recognize her skill as a warrior by the symbol that Scar burned on her cheek before he died. Using alien blood, Predator's spaceship flies off, leaving Lex behind. Lex walks over to a snowcat, leaves the area. The Predators leave Scar's body on a plinth in front of a window on the ship. Uh Uh-oh. Moments later a pred alien chestburster with alien and predator traits erupts from scar's chest leading into the events of its sequel requiem. avp2 requiem yeah
1: which not as much fun no not, not not as bad as you think it could be but it's not like definitely not noteworthy enough for us to like add it in to the conversation
0: no i mean so alien versus predator it's kind of cool we both and again, I know we've agreed a lot recently on the podcast. Yeah. People don't realize our history of not agreeing much.
1: On anything. N- no. <laughs> Time has taken its toll. We're like much more agreeable.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. But back yeah. then, this was a rare one where we are both like, huh, I don't see where the yeah comes from. This is pretty good. Yeah.
1: No. I mean, it's a lot of fun. I remember even being like slightly reluctant because I don't like Predator 2. Yes, And I have conversations with people who are just like, it's not that bad. It's still like fun, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, there's a part in it where Danny Glover, it's that part that just gets me when he actually calls it the predator.
0: Oh, right. that's the one in LA, right? I think it, so. Like, like Los Angeles, Angeles and the Predator. It. I watched so long
1: ago. <laughs> yeah, you, you used like, to quote that. The- yeah, it's a,
0: a predator. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's a, a predator. <laughs> that's like one of those things like if there's a line in a movie or a trailer it can just turn me off for the whole thing I don't know why I react that way mm-hmm. and one of the only exceptions to the rule that I can think of off the top of my head is Rogue One uh,
0: really <laughs> yeah. what happened in Rogue One that well, it was
1: in the, it was in the trailer where uh, what's the complete the girl's name when she's just like where it's like the cult they're like what's the cult Rogue uh, Rogue One and then she's like may the force be with us it's like you're no Jedi shut up yeah <laughs> and okay. uh yeah and then you know how much i love that movie too so yeah rogue one was <laughs> that was something special yeah and um, you know one of those one of those surprising just fun all around good movies and then for alien vs. predator i'm not going to tell you it's the best movie ever no. rarely will i ever say that with any movie we talk about um i like you know scary movies i like sci-fi movies for fun yep and this is fun it's a fun duel between the two yes you know Back, you know, I, clever. What else can I say? What else can I tell you about?
0: Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun with that one back in the day. Watched it again at some point in the basement, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it, if you are looking, there are, of course, fans of both the Predator and Alien. Yeah. I think that you will be satisfied with a watch if you haven't already.
1: Yeah, I don't think it'll disappoint. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll disappoint if you're just like, oh, let's just watch something dumb and fun.
0: Yeah. And I'm trying to think if uh, what would be the detractors for any of the any fan of either.
1: Well, I mean, if you're really into both, like I could see where you'd get turned off by. I mean, the xenomorphs themselves in this one, like introducing a new queen, like sometimes people get don't like the new adding new Mm -hmm. to something that already exists. Like whereas, like I mentioned, this is like the biggest queen you'll ever see. Like it's it's math.
0: It's huge. So fans of Alien be like, hey, why would it come here? Yeah,
1: be like that's dumb. But it's like you know, Predator put it there. But it's also you know the thing about Aliens in the future, right? So true. You know, this is in the past. It's all before that.
0: And uh, just interesting, if I haven't mentioned it yet, Lance Henriksen, who's like the head of the operation. Yeah, he's a uh, what is it, an android or or whatever? He was in Aliens as the the uh, guy. So the bot. Whatever. pretty neat pretty neat um but yes and something of note that i will leave you with for mm-hmm. this first versus episode as we make our way towards godzilla verse kong interestingly oh, yeah. enough directed by adam wingard he's the guy behind him and uh, his writing partner at least um simon barrett mm-hmm. they're behind your next uh oh yeah v- vhs yeah, is that the, yeah, yeah, yeah. that that was the team behind that. So this is Adam Wingard. Uh, oh, and uh, the guest, the film, the guest. Okay, this is his first big shot, uh, directing at like this blockbuster film, which will be wow. Godzilla vs. Kong. Hey, you're making me feel bad that it's not getting a big theater. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, he's been up and coming for a while now. This is the, yeah. here's a huge budget and make these two monsters fight. So. We're doing this series, it's called The Versus Series, on the Red River Horror Podcast, the next three episodes, starting off with this, Alien vs. Predator. Mm. Uh, so I just wanted to leave you with that. Uh, Joe, you have a, a a tidbit of information you know about this film that I did not, Alien vs. Predator. So we said this came out in the summer of 2004. I'm just going to leave you with this. Came out on August 13th, August 13th, 2004. 2004 running time of 101 minutes screenplay by Paul W.S. Anderson story by Paul W.S. Anderson mm-hmm. Anderson. Uh, he did event horizon as well. So
1: Yep. Which is also one of the ones when uh, we've talked about horror movies and sci-fi. Some people are just like event horizon. It's not a horror movie, but it's scary. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, that movie is scary. Terrifying.
1: Man. Yes. Yeah. So, have some fun and then when we said August 13th, 2004, we're not going to tell you what next next week's versus match is. The only thing I'll tell you is that it came out on the same exact day 1 year before.
0: Wow. So You told me that before we started. I'm I so excited.
1: It's a fun tidbit. So
0: until next time, you know, I got I got nothing else. What, you got anything? No, nah, if you're Team Alien, hurrah. If you're Team Predator, hurrah. Enjoy Alien vs. Predator the way Joe and I did. Uh, if you have any ideas for future shows, RedRiverHara at gmail.com. Also, don't forget Keystone Retro. Shop there for your exclusive code, discount code. Put Red River in there when you check out. A lot of great collectibles, I'm sure, featuring Alien or Predator. Mm-hmm. Joe, that is all I got fantastic and of course you can find us
1: on twitter at red river or me at red river joe and remember kids to keep traveling those channels of fear